Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. So is there going to be a recession or no? It seems like all these articles I'm reading talk about, like, not if, but when the recession kicks in. These economists seem to think that it's going to happen at the end of the year or the beginning of next year. And it's hard to believe that with so many people believing that a recession is going to come, that it wouldn't turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, think about it like the inflation scenarios, some, very some, similar to the same thing. When the shortages kicked in, people started panicking and they ran down to the grocery store. They ran down to wherever they could to get the supplies that they need in order to secure them before the prices went up. Like the idea that you're not going to be able to get it or that the prices are going to go up would force you to go and spend that money even if you would typically not do it. So by doing that, that putting out that information, that inflation scenario story, it freaks people out and it causes them to go out there and start spending money. I'm not going to talk about necessarily like the actions within the Federal Reserve or the Treasury or the government as far as what else caused the inflation, but just the mindset of the people when it started to kick in. Like I had so many people telling me about inflation and explaining inflation to me. And it was funny because I work retail, retail, right? I mean, I work at a lumber yard. And I do retail sales for a living. And everybody started justifying the higher prices. It, it's me. They put it down there like, oh, man, these prices going up, that darn inflation, whatever. And so they like they self-justify it. They're like, okay, I can spend this money because it's not my fault that I'm spending a little bit more because of all the inflation that's out there. So they like justify their purchase. And I noticed they will do it even if the prices haven't gone up on anything. Like it happened a while back where a guy throws down a tube of adhesive it was six forty nine, and he was just like, "Man, these prices really have gone up." And I'm like, "I did a quick recall on it, and I can check the history of the of the particular item that he had purchased." And I went back a few years, and it was still the same price. It was still six fifty a, a, a tube for this stuff. But in his mind, he had justified the purchase because of inflation. He was like, "It's an expensive item, but it's okay to purchase this thing because inflation has caused the prices to go up." So I think about that. It was just like, well, you just justified the purchase by using inflation as your excuse. Isn't that weird? Like that would happen throughout the rest of the items that he purchased as well. Like all the stuff that he purchased out there has gone up in price and he's accepting it because he straight up said it. That darn inflation, like he's frustrated with it, but he's accepting it and he's going ahead and spend the money. That is a self-fulfilling prophecy. See, if he didn't believe that the inflation actually happened and he looked at that price saying, man, that's not a good deal. I don't want this. But instead he was just like, I don't really want to spend the price, but I don't have any other choice. So I'm justifying it with inflation on an item that never changed. That's the mental perception that people have out there causing the inflation to go up. Now think about it on the other hand. If you believe that there is going to be a recession, like you are sure of it. The interest rates are rising, inventories are, are rising, sales are falling, and you just know, you see it happening. And so you start behaving in ways that causes the recession to take place. You start saving your money. You're not putting it into investments. You're holding back on making purchases, especially bigger ones, because you just know that the things are gonna slow down and you may need this money for a more necessity than it is a luxury. So luxury items begin to fall. And necessities began to rise. Kind of like what we're experiencing right now. Food and fuel. 
So pretty soon, we're going to start seeing a lot more cars on the car lot. We're going to start seeing a lot more homes for sale. We're going to start seeing a lot more of the items that people are... Well, I guess a good way to put it is the other day, and I'll go see if I can find it, was an article, and we were talking about this on a live stream too, and it, it really makes a lot of sense. Like, I wish we could find a stripper index. Like, literally, like, dancers who who strip, like, at clubs. From what I'm gathering from this NPR article is that when the strippers start complaining about less business going on, it's an indicator of a recession that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you have a lot of money and you don't really have any place to go with it, yeah, why not go down there and throw it at these, at these strippers? But if you're tight for cash and or you're concerned about being tight for cash and going into the future, well, maybe like going down to the strip club isn't exactly the place that you're going to be hanging out. And so that makes a lot of sense that a strip club, you know, the slowdown at a strip club would be an indicator of a recession coming because that's the self-fulfilling prophecy that people are going into. They're like, man, I'm not spending this money to look at naked boobs. I'm going to spend this money or I'm going to save, save this money or I'm going to buy food or fuel or something like that with it, something that I really that I need. And so this is going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. As the information comes out, the news information, they're like, oh man, slow down in home sales, slow down in merchants, inventory rising, more, more aggressive rate hikes coming from the Federal Reserve. All this perception pushes the people into going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I, I'm not I'm not participating in this anymore. I'm going into security. I'm not looking to spend high dollars on anything else out there. And because of that, you will have a slowdown take place within the economy. Now, I said it a while ago, when the Federal Reserve and the government stepped in together and pretty much forced an inflationary scenario. Now, I was following lumber prior to pandemic kicking in and all that other stuff. And I could see that there was a huge inventory depletion taking place prior to the pandemic. And you can go back and look at the videos that I had posted. All throughout 2019, I'm talking about mill curtailments, inventory you know, slowdowns or depletions. Just everything within the lumber and building industry was screaming slowdown. And then the pandemic hit even more mill curtailments and shutdowns because people couldn't go to work. You had, you know, you were forced to stay home and they thought that there was no way that anybody was going to be building homes or buying lumber or building materials. Everybody was going to be locked down and scared and dying or whatever was going to happen. But quite the opposite took place because those damn stimulus checks came out and everybody ran down to the lumber yard and started buying up lumber and it zapped all the inventory. There was hardly anything left. And I was reporting on this the entire time. So what ended up happening is that as the inventory depletions had kicked in and the ramping up of stimulus packages were going out there, the demand for lumber just skyrocketed as people were trying to get out of the city and into the country and build these homes out there in the country. The builders just couldn't really afford all these higher priced like building materials. And that started screwing up the amount of inventory going into the housing market. So this is really where we had some serious issues when it came to the housing problem. The Federal Reserve knows that they have to have a functioning mortgage market in order to have a functioning monetary policy. So as the mortgage market starts to deteriorate, as far as less homes being sold, 
Well, then there's less mortgage-backed securities being issued. And if there's less mortgage-backed securities being issued, then the demand for those things will start to rise. Now, somebody asked me about this, like who in the world would be buying mortgage-backed securities? Lots of people. Pension funds, insurance companies, there's lots of people who will buy into mortgage-backed securities. Now, if you're aware of the mortgage-backed security toxic assets, like during the great financial crisis, that would make you very concerned about investing in mortgage-backed securities, thinking that these mortgage-backed securities could turn back into toxic assets again. But when you think about like how many mortgages were written over the last couple of years and who they wrote those mortgages to, it's not going down the same way it did back during the great financial crisis. See, during that time, they were giving loans to people who really could not afford them. And now I'm not saying that people aren't gonna be in a position in which they can't make their payments. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I mean, they can very well be put into that position. What I am saying is, is that during that time, that great financial crisis prior to the recession kicking in or the, the failing of the mortgage market, was that so many people had taken out mortgages that simply could not afford them. They couldn't make the payments, they couldn't deal with the, I don't know how, how else I can say it, like these people were not prepared to deal with a housing market. They were, they were not real estate investors, they were not homeowners, they were just regular people who were able to take advantage of the situation, thinking that they knew what they were doing and then failed miserably at it. And it and it damaged them very big. This time around, we don't have those people, right? I mean, there, I'm sure there's those people who are out there, but we don't have those people participating in the mortgage market like we once did. The people who are participating in the mortgage market now, the ones who are taking out loans, these are the like the most qualified people. Like, if you're barely qualified to get a loan, the chances of you getting one or getting that house as opposed to somebody else is pretty low. Like, you know, only the most qualified buyers are getting into homes right now. And I shouldn't say like the only, I, I mean, a fair amount of the people who are buying homes now are the most qualified people. So the idea of a mortgage-backed security, like downturn, like, you know, all of a sudden the, the mortgage, the toxic assets kind of situation that took place during the great financial crisis, where all of a sudden these mortgage-backed securities started to fail. I don't see that taking place. And in fact, what I see is the mortgage market actually staying somewhat stable on account that there is less homes being sold. Now hear me out on this because really what it's going to do is if you have less homes being sold, very much like the situation we're in right now, then there's less mortgage-backed securities being issued. And if there's less mortgage-backed securities being issued, there's less people for them to buy or there's, there's less for people to buy. That gives the Federal Reserve the ability to start providing mortgage-backed securities to a market that is looking to put these things on their portfolios. Does that make sense? I mean, you think about it. The Fed said this many times. They have to have a functioning mortgage market in order to have a functioning monetary policy. This is a way they can keep that mortgage market functioning. If you can diminish the amount of homes being sold, the Fed can then unwind its balance sheet of their mortgage-backed securities because of the less less amount of new mortgage-backed securities that are coming onto the market. If interest rates rise, then there's less people rolling over, like refinancing their old loans into new loans. This is, this is where the Federal Reserve, I believe, is going to attempt to try and save the housing market. 
keep an eye on this, guys. This is like, this is the only strategy that I can think of that I can come up with where the Federal Reserve can continue to tighten the monetary policy while saving the mortgage market. Or at least preserving it. I shouldn't say save it, just preserving it. Uneducated economists, you guys let me know.